life can be tricky, making us ask, what was that? Join host Jan Murray and her guests as they explore the that's of life. Welcome to Life After That. Hello everyone, I'm Jan Murray, the host of Life After That. Today we are welcoming back Beth Reed. She will continue talking about her journey with her husband John, uh, who suffered and passed away from ALS. But Beth is going to talk about how she is continuing since his death and how she's found new purpose in life. So Beth, again, thank you for coming back for another episode uh, with us today on Life After That. You talked, we ended the last episode with um, the passing of your beloved husband, John. And I forgot to ask, how many years were you guys married? Uh, 34, 34, about the same (laughs) as my husband and I. Yes. So he had a peaceful passing. And although it's peaceful, that had to be extremely difficult. That was the love of your life. And. So tell me, though, as we pick up this, the life after the ALS, tell me what were your first days like and what have you been doing since? Because it has not been a year yet. So tell us what you've been doing since. Those uh, first few days after, even though I knew it was coming, we all know with ALS it's coming, though, but yeah. um, even with the vent, you still know. You know it's coming. Where it's coming. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, you're definitely, I had, I never knew that brain fog could be so real. Yeah. I I didn't feel like I was here. I felt like I was floating somewhere. I, I just couldn't think. I didn't know what to do. Didn't know what to go. And, um. I knew I wanted people surrounding me. I have to be around people and talk. I like to tell our story. I like to talk always about John. Um, and that's what I need. I think if I didn't have anybody here, I would have been more of a basket case than what I was. So I was thankful that, you know, my family was here and everyone was here. My son, you know, he came in from um, Arizona and uh, uh, that just helped me get through. And, you know, our community, our community is very supportive uh, with the cards, the flowers. We did not do um, a viewing funeral. John didn't want any of that. John was cremated. He wanted that. And my husband was cremated Uh, as well. We did not do a celebration of life. We did do that. And it was hard. <laughs> I wasn't ready to do it just then. And plus my son, um, Hayden, who is in the Navy, he was just being promoted to chief. And he was in that uh, time frame where he was going through different schooling for chief. So he couldn't really be at home with us very long. Uh, so that just, we had to wait. And and 
John would understand all of that because John right. was always the type of person that our boys came first. Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't stop what you're doing just because, you know, I'm battling this. You do, you know, you come first. You live your life, you live your careers. And that's what John always wanted. So he would totally understand that. Um, I was very fortunate because John passed um, in September. And then October is when Hayden was promoted to chief. So he asked me to please come to Arizona to see the ceremony. Mm -hmm. So my sister and I, you know, she knew I needed that. I was able in 10 years to get away, um, which felt really strange. Like, how am I going to be out in that big world out there? You know, it's like, am I going to be able to do that? So I was glad I was with my sister because I was like, she was taking my hand and, you know, leading me in. Um, But I needed to do that. I needed to go be able to see Hayden be promoted and got to pin his, um, you know, his little anchors on that special. I'm so glad you were able to do that. It was very, it was a wonderful ceremony and Arizona is just absolutely beautiful. I thought, well, do I want to live in Arizona? But I would take the heat and the weather, the traffic I would not take. So (laughs) um, that was awful. But so that was in October and the day uh, before I left for Arizona, uh, my other son and daughter-in-law, they gave me a big bucket of some Halloween treats in that bucket. And there was, um, the, my daughter-in-law say, they used, they called me Miss Beth. It was always Mr. John and Miss Beth. Mm-hmm. Um, and Miss Beth, you need to scratch off this lottery ticket because you could win money to go to Arizona. Uh-huh. Um, so I scrapped off the lottery ticket and it said, winner, winner. And oh, oh, what did I win? How much money? And then I, he, she said, I have to scratch off the bottom. So I scratched off the bottom and it said, baby, baby. And I'm thinking, baby, why did the lottery tickets have babies on them? <laughs> and then she said, well, you have another present in here in your bucket so I pulled that out here was a little onesie and the onesie said handpicked by my grandpa in heaven oh my daughter did that with my grand nugget too we have a onesie with that too oh oh that just I believe God takes something and put something in return that I needed he makes so, all things work together for good and he get, and it's hard yes. to say that and see that sometimes. But, but John knew that I needed something. Yeah. So yeah. I think he had a part in that too. Um, but uh, so, yeah, and I'm glad that my son, daughter-in-law, they live right in the tiny house right on our property and uh, they're close by. So I That's got to wonderful. be involved in all of our pregnancy and uh um so I think that just all that whole journey her being pregnant and going through and even being in the delivery room in a room 
which How was wonderful. having baby John um, was truly a blessing for me. So that so, really so you're living in the same me. house right now that you see. That I don't. I my my yes. stuff is all mine. Bill's never yeah. been here. No. I am one of those. I don't think I would have done well had he died at home, or if I was still in the home that we shared together. I think I would have not done well. I had to very start fresh. Well, there was a lot um, of things that uh, Evan, my son, did after. Like, we still have John's. I have a Hillrock bed. One of those Cadillacs of beds still (laughs) out in my one living room that I can't seem to sell, get rid of, or anything. And you don't have to. Um, but I don't like to keep looking at it, but everything else I had to get rid of um, and donate that uh, because then my son was moving. Like I needed an office, another office that I didn't have to be so close to the living room. I wanted my own bedroom, Jan. I wasn't in a bed. I had a bedroom, a bed that I moved out to the living room uh, like a year, the very last year that I moved out there. Uh, but other than that, I used to sleep on the couch. Oh, so, I slept many a night on the couch. And yes, I had a tiny yes. twin bed that was stuck over next to the closet so I could be right. near him in yes. the hospital bed because our yeah. bed didn't exist anymore. Yeah. And I I totally get it. And I, I will say the first thing I did when he went to the nursing home before he died, um, First thing I did was to fix the bedroom and make myself a bedroom again. That's I, what I did. And I actually felt guilty for doing it. Yeah. But at the I same know. time, I, I still remember when I stepped back and looked at, I had a beautiful picture on the wall and I had put a lamp up and I had a new bedspread yep. and there was no medical yes. equipment. Yes. And I was so grateful, but I thought, oh, how dare you feel this way? Because yes. uh, it wasn't that I didn't want him there. It was just so nice to have a bed. Yes. Yeah, and no, and no sound of a yeah. BiPAP machine. Right. Yeah. Can you still? Thing. It just. I still can hear the ventilator. Oh, can't I you? Still, I, yeah, I, still I bet. Can hear it. I still can hear, can hear it. that. And I remember when when I was in the hospital when John got his trach for those forty five days. There was another uh, man in there that had ALS, and he was passing. And his wife was there, and I met her in the wait in the little waiting room that uh we were in and she told me that because I was so scared of the ventilator I was like how you know like how are how you gonna, gonna know, know how to what deal if there's with something wrong with it yeah and she said you will be so attuned to the sound of that and what he'll need is absolutely true so yeah. you can tell uh, but so my grandson was born in March um, we had, a, I had to plan a baby shower. Uh, so I had a lot of things that, and plus I do, you know, I work full time and I do have my young living business that I do. Um, uh, so I have a, a large downline, um, uh, of clients and, you know, customers and teaching. So I'm able to do more event events here at the house, uh, more classes out at, you know, people's homes, um, educate more on that. So, um, so you're staying busy. 
I am, and that helps me. I need to stay busy. I'm the same way. And you and I follow each other on social media. So you see, I'm rarely Mm -hmm. still. Uh huh. And uh, I see what you're doing. And honestly, I think that's the key to surviving all of this. I I think it's, so I've talked to some through this show, unfortunately, that I worry about because they seem to be stuck. Yeah. Uh, Can't seem to move out of that room or get away from a chair or get, you know, get out there and find themselves again. And I worry about them. I, um, it's hard to break out and do it, but boy, I think it's the key to surviving it. You have got to stay busy. You got to find a purpose, whatever that is and grab hold onto it as if it was about your life. And it actually is. I mean, and I think community is important too. find that community. Yeah. And if you can't find, if you can't find a group, my groups tend to be on social media and uh-huh. I'm in a PhD program and I study social media and artificial <laughs> intelligence. So I love it, but, and I love my students at the university. I love working in that environment that gives me life as well, uh-huh. but staying busy. And some people will tell me, they'll say, you just do too much. I'm like, absolutely not. I don't, I, uh-huh. I spent most of my life doing for everybody else. Yeah. And I, when my mother passed away two days after this past Christmas, um, it's just like a switch flipped in my head. It was like, yeah. okay, you're not getting any younger. There are things you've always wanted to do, but if you don't right. start doing them, you're never going to get to do them. And I thought Bill would want me to do these things. Yes. And yes. that's how I got into scuba diving. <laughs> and, um, I just, I love seeing your pictures. Oh, I, you know, I just, if I could afford it, I'd be out there. Like literally I wouldn't even work anymore. I just dive all the time. I love it that much. And I'm just now developing my skills, but it's a whole nother world up under there. Now I will say the dive I did two weeks ago, I'm sure Bill was laughing in heaven, but also very grateful. His wife didn't lose half her face because I was about 79 feet down in the Gulf of Mexico And I was mesmerized by a starfish that had come to rest on the palm of my hand. Oh. And it was just so beautiful. And I was like, oh, you know, I just completely (laughs) forgot as a diver in the ocean, you should be at all times aware of your surroundings. I was not aware of my surroundings. I was falling in love with a beautiful starfish on my hand. (laughs) Oh. Well, Suddenly a dive master was shooing me to move forward. And I didn't know till we surfaced about a half an hour later. She said, did you not realize that you had a barracuda less than two feet from your face ready to take a bite? And I'm like, oh, oh no, my. I didn't know. I was busy with the starfish. <laughs> oh. So new diver issue. I, I have got to uh, not get so mesmerized that I'm oh. failing to see what's actually around. Cause there are things in the ocean that will hurt you. <laughs> yes. And, uh, and a barracuda will not think twice about taking a bite out of your face or your shoulder. And oh, um, my. I'm oh, like, no. well, why was he looking at me? I wasn't wearing me. anything shiny. And then I remembered I had left my little diamond studs in my ears. So that would have been enough glistening to attract him. So those will be coming out in two weeks when I go diving again. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, but yeah, so stay, staying busy to long yes. story, long story short, I'll come yes. out of my diving because I can talk about <laughs> diving all day long. Um, I think that's the key. I really do. I think, I think just, so too. even if it's hard and you cried mm-hmm. an hour beforehand or an hour when you get home, I think yep. if you could just make yourself 
take a yep. little take a step just yeah. take a step go do one new thing a week even yeah. just one new thing a week until exactly it's a habit yeah um, and john know. and i used to watch um well uh a church online i it, my like, church I is online. we started on during covid we started that yeah and we became you know like he would remind me lcbc church seven o'clock Sunday nights was our wind down time. So we would get our nightly routine all done before church. And that would be our quiet time. You know, we would yeah. blast the TV with the, cause they have a band in our church and everything. Yeah. So uh, that gave me then an opportunity to join uh, in person and go to church. So I've become involved in the church now as that's well good. in guest services that's um, good and uh, i did get involved with a church in another town before i moved where i'm now i started feeling more and more lonely though in church and i've tried a few because i always found well i'm sitting by i'm always by myself, myself. Mm-hmm. and it started making me sad yeah because i see the couples and the families and, yes and yes. i it just got harder and harder. And plus some of my belief systems, my beliefs are the same. My faith is strong, but I feel so differently about certain things. And it was hard uh-huh. for me to find a home church that my questions and things like that are welcome. Right. So my church that I attend every week is online. Uh, they're uh-huh. based out of, out of Nashville or Brentwood, Tennessee. And so like in April, I had my sister go with me up there and it's called Our Safe Harbor Church. And they actually have a sound stage. And so we went there. So I actually got to meet the people. I know the minister, he actually came down and preached at my husband's service. He wasn't my minister then. It was just someone I had been following for years. Mm-hmm. And um, so I got to meet a lot of the people. So now, like last week, I did the welcome remotely. I recorded a welcome out on the beach in Florida that played on the service this past Sunday. This coming Sunday, I'm the scripture reader, and I've already recorded that, and it'll be played during their live service. I mean, they welcome questions, and they welcome anybody, and I love it. Uh, right. So I, I'm an actual formal member now, and so I don't really attend local anywhere anymore because it made me more sad i guess is the best way to put it um even though i'd get involved i was always a greeter you could say guest services i was (laughs) a greeter every sunday and i loved it and i would talk to the other greeters i mean there was it was you know but then once it was time for the church service they all went their way and it was just me again yeah and it didn't know what you mean i know you understand you see don't all you? the couples coming in yeah you wish that because I always think oh John and I would attend here you know this would be yeah because it's hard that's but, part yes definitely hard so that's and that's one you know that's just it took me it took me till this past year so five years to mm-hmm. finally make that decision that traditional church was not going to be for me anymore right. And right. I started doing the online every week and I like it because I can worship from anywhere. I may be yep. in the car driving to the ocean to go dive right. and I can right. have them playing and I'm still right. getting to worship exactly. and sing and pray. Exactly. Yeah. And, but I'm happy and I've found yep. this whole another community of people and uh, I'm probably happier right now than I've been in years. And, and it's because of this whole new thing I've found this whole new 
community and I can thank Meg (laughs) for exposing (laughs) me to that. Um, Uh it, it, so I think that's what my message to anybody listening that's going through this is you, you know, just keep trying, try new things. Exactly. Even if it's hard, even if you have to cry and scream on the way to do it, make yourself right. I think that's very important. I think so. And if you are still in the same home and again, I don't think that would have ever worked for me. I, I I don't, well, don't know that I could do it, but to my advice, if somebody is, right. Don't don't stare at the chair. Don't sit there, you know, as much (laughs) as possible. I mean, there's some of Bill's things that are in my storage building in Rubbermaid containers, like his favorite, his graphic tees that he wore those last few years that he loved and his hats that he loved and his hunting it's all stored. It's not like I tossed it away. I literally can't look at it. Uh, I tried not long ago out there. I said, I wonder if this is one of Bill's boxes. Cause I have a lot of rubber made <laughs> <laughs> and I popped it open up. Oh, there's that smell. Yeah. Sent yeah. me back and upset me. And I closed that lid and I said, it'll be okay if I never go through these boxes. Right. Uh, I couldn't I do just it. Don't know where I want to go. Like, what do I want to, where do, where do I want to call home? You know, this is my home. Yeah. If if it wasn't, if Evan and Kendall weren't here and the baby, I would have been gone the day after probably. I would have put a for sale sign up and be gone. I don't know where, but I would have found someplace because I wouldn't be able to stay here by myself. Right. I'm glad that you're on your property. And I think your grandchild is going to bring you so much joy. My grandchildren are only 35 minutes from me. So I have enough independence that I'm out here. My my son lives several hours away. My daughter and her husband and my two little grandbabies are 35 minutes away. And it's like a perfect thing. Yes. And um, up until I found scuba diving, I lived and breathed my work. And weekends I would go to the grandchildren which is they're still they're my heart they are everything but now mm-hmm. I have this other part of me that has surfaced <laughs> yeah uh-huh. and but I'm so happy uh and I'm almost afraid to say how happy I am because it's like waiting for that other shoe to drop it's been like that pretty much right. my whole life right and I'm trying to get out of that mentality yes. and um because I believe God wants me to be happy I I can't imagine that he doesn't but it's like I, I mentioned I think before we recorded I mean I've buried four children mm. my husband uh, my parents a stepfather uh, I, I but the cemetery where some of Bill's ashes are he still has he has an air force headstone out there next to him are the headstones of my four children of my four biological uh, children and my uh, two adult children are adopted I mean life has always been like Every time it seemed like every time we would get happy, something happened. So I've almost been afraid to be happy. And um, when I realized the other day how literally happy I am right now, I I got mad. I almost started crying. I was like, "Yep, you know something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. This is all going to end. It's not going to last." And I'm fighting that. I'm still fighting that. Of just like. Okay, yeah. what's going to happen? I know this can't possibly last because nothing has ever lasted. So I try to be more positive. I'm working. I've still got things I'm working on too, you know. Uh-huh. And I have yeah. days where I miss Bill next week, six years. I mean, oh, I miss me him. Too. 
so bad. Mm -hmm. But I'm I not agree. one to say that I would have him back, even if he had to come back like he was. I'm, I don't say that. Mm -mm. No, I, I wouldn't want him no, to come back. He's and be in sick. such a better place. Oh, yeah, um, he's fine. He's happy. He's hunting. He's fishing. He's making yes. people laugh. And yes. I still, like I said, I believe he still yeah. makes himself well, known to me. The day that John passed that evening, we were all like a family sitting outside under our pavilion and just reminiscing and talking about it. We say, dad's probably eat up there eating steak and shrimp because that was his favorite oh, meal, steak, and, steak shrimp. and shrimp. Yep. So he was eating that, you know, he hasn't been able to eat in nine years. years yeah. So he's, he's having a feast. That's, yeah. And I think about it, it that just, way too. I mean, yeah. I know we're thinking in human terms and maybe in a, the spiritual world and in heaven, we're probably not going to care. But then again, maybe we do get to eat our yeah. favorite things. I That's don't right. know, but right. it's got to be better than what they were having to go through down here. Exactly. That's the way right. I look at it. Right. And I we're wouldn't all, want him to yeah. have to suffer like that. Now, would I yeah. take, now would I go back in time and marry this man knowing what we were going to have to face? Absolutely. Me too. Me he too. This is the best thing. He wasn't perfect. We did not have a perfect marriage, but we we were probably pretty close. And yeah. even with yeah. all of the struggles and and things, I can't imagine having done life with anybody but him. Mm -hmm. However, I have no people are like. Well, you're still young. I'm like, I'm not young. I'm 61. <laughs> oh, you can get married. I'm like, I don't want to get married again. Oh no, nobody would ever measure no. up to Bill. And mm -hmm. I don't ever put myself into the situation of being a caretaker again. I don't no. have it in me. I do not no, have it in me. I don't either. Mm -mm. No. I'll give advice. Yep. I'll help you. I'll help. I just don't yep. want to do that. There you go. <laughs> I need my freedom. <laughs> some some ladies I've found, though, and men especially, uh, do want to, you know, get married again. That has never been me. I do I, get lonely, do wish sometimes I had someone just for companionship, but I don't right. want all that garbage that comes with it. Uh -uh. No. <laughs> I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. That's uh, right. And if I'm poor and I don't have much, I don't. Uh, uh -huh. But you know what? If I have extra money now, I'm going to get something for the grandkids. I'm going to put some gas yeah. in the tank. Because you know what? You know Mexico. what, Jen? What's that? Life is too short. You've got to exactly. That's what ALS has taught. It that Absolutely. that has taught that, and then mother's my, my mom's death that we did not expect. It just like, and my mother told me she said, "If you want life, you got to go get it. Nobody's going to bring it to you." And That's it finally right. clicked. I was like, "Okay, so you need to go do a dive tomorrow." I, the weather is too bad. <laughs> oh, that the weather right. is yes. terrible. But now oh, I'm going yes. to Meg's house Sunday. Okay. Because we're evaluating some new equipment. And she said we would be getting in her brother's pool. We can't get in the ocean. Okay. The ocean's too messed up. Okay. But uh, so. yeah, I, I wish That's I was good. going diving this weekend. I had planned to do at least two dives this weekend because it's a three-day weekend. And uh, the weather's just been atrocious down here uh, for days now. And wow. I was looking, I looked over at the radar a while ago. It looks like around 10 or 11 tonight, we're going to get hit again. They're having baseball-sized hail west of us. And I'm like great <laughs> but so but the ocean has been uh torn up as well so you can't the the gulf is actually closed you're not supposed to even get in it it's so bad wow wow um, and it was perfect for weeks so that's really hard but i can't wow. even go to this to the natural springs to get down close to the caves i can't even go dive oh. there because they're flooded is we've had it's been ridiculous weather the last several days uh, 
Okay. But I, don't you worry. I'll be back. I'm diving okay. at shipwreck in uh, the weekend after July 4th. I'm booked to dive a shipwreck out in the Gulf of a battleship that was built in the 1800s and wow. was decommissioned in like 1920-something. And it was uh, sank back in, I don't know, the 19, I don't know, 1970-ish. It was finally sank or whatever. And but anyway, it was built in like 1876, and I'm gonna dive that shipwreck. I am so excited! I can't, oh, I can't boy. tell you. And I will remember to look around so I'm not getting my face almost bit <laughs> off by a doggone barracuda <laughs> <laughs> or shark. Oh. I've yet to see a shark. I wouldn't mind seeing a shark. Is I, but I'm a little apprehensive. They say they usually don't bother divers because we're noisy with the bubbles and everything. But I, uh. I'm not too anxious to experience that really. I yeah. love seeing, you know, sea creatures. There's some strange looking creatures under the ocean, but they're really interesting to look like, to look at. Oh, uh, no, this, you wouldn't sea, catch me doing that at all. The sea turtles. I love sea turtles. And when I got to actually swim with a sea turtle in the ocean a couple of weeks ago and get close to it. And my, the dive master was, I mean, you know, you're X number of feet, 30, 40, 50 feet underwater at that point. And, you can't really yeah. talk. You have a regulator in your mouth. You're underwater, but you uh -huh. can kind of, and I can hear him singing, kill bite. Oh, he'll bite. <laughs> because they will bite. And I was like right next to him. And I'm like, it's okay. And I gave him a thumbs up. And I was like, I was like, please, Mr. Turtle, don't bite me. <laughs> and he didn't. He just looked beautiful to me. So, oh my gosh. So anyway, lots of fun. And I hope that you that you keep doing well i you're doing amazing the fact that you could come on this show and talk and it's not even been a year i tell you what you're a strong lady and i admire you because i couldn't have done it you're doing something right now i could not have done there's no way uh i all i do i just in my mind if i can help somebody else that's what because that's what john would want help somebody you sound else. just like tammy i'm help texting somebody her else. i'm texting her after the show hey this is who I uh -huh. interviewed, and I'm sorry, but we talked about y'all. She's the same yeah. way, and she said that the other day when I asked about the job with the ALS Association, and she said, you know, Jim would want her to do something yep. to help others, and yep. Lord knows if anybody can advocate for people, it's her. She is, she is, yep. she oh, is great. She's Tammy and I reached out to each other with questions all the time. Yeah, she's going to be so. so good for people and she's going to do a great work. And I'm so mm -hmm. proud of her. And yes, uh, I, yep. I just super proud of her. So and you remind me a lot of her. Your husband sounds a lot like Jim, Jim. and a lot like my bill. I mm -hmm. think if we were all in the same zip code, we would have all been great friends. I think so, too. I, I think. think so. I, I think. think so. And something that I'm working on, it's in my head. It's just I need to execute it is I am working on um, like a, a class. I don't know if it will be a class, an event or something, but obviously it will be a Zoom uh, call uh -huh. for caregivers to um, uh, just help caregivers. Absolutely. Uh, little things. Um, to do I think of that's course we'll we'll incorporate some oils in there but just to help emotionally and grief and trauma um, because there are things and I'm uh, Jan I'm very well oiled up so maybe that's another thing that helps me <laughs> 
Well, I got to say, when I was into the oils, and I probably need to break my box out and get back into them, I, I found a lot of benefits from them. So I do believe in the benefits. And I was just thinking, you know, in one of the, it maybe it, maybe she's in both of the cows, but Amanda Block was on this show recently, and she's out of Canada. I believe it was Amanda. I've interviewed so many people now. Pretty sure it was uh -huh. Amanda. She has a, a Zoom coffee meeting with Canadians every month. And she'll put in okay. the group from time to time. Hey, join us at X number of time. We're having our Zoom coffee and tea yeah. greet. And she's got a nice little group. Yeah. But, you know, when you do put that together, you know, you might could speak to that group or or get yeah. up with a Wanda Whaley in the group who's started. She's been on the show as well. Um, she does the the uh the cows to branson every fall where the okay. and you should consider that okay. i can't because of i teach and i'll be in the middle of teaching classes at the university but yeah the cows to branson they do that trip every year and i think they have 18 19 20 plus Good. widows and widowers from all over that fly and drive to branson yeah. even from canada even they'll go there and uh they enjoy things together they right. speak but i know she's had special programs at that you could go do your oil thing there you should talk to her wow. i'm just trying to think how you could <laughs> spread out. what you do yeah and also well, it would give you more connections too to help right. you with your own healing process yeah they and and i think like i said before caregivers just need we as caregivers need more support Absolutely. Uh, there's been a couple that's in that group uh, that have had heart attacks and strokes in recent months that I've interviewed on this show because, you yep. know, your own health goes to the dogs. Absolutely. And a lot of times when you're finally not doing it anymore, though, your body even doesn't know what yep. to do. And so you yep. have these crises. Yep. Yeah. And you're um, in a fight and flight mode. You your really are. Your levels are so high. You're in yep. that fight flight mode. And another yeah. one who I was supposed to have interviewed last week, but she's on, uh, it's delayed until she had a heart issue, wound up having, she's got a couple of kids. She wound up having um, open heart surgery. They damaged her vocal cords when they intubated Leslie? her. And now she has paralyzed vocal cords. So she can't talk. So I couldn't get, she couldn't do the show. So a lot of caregivers are going through yep. a lot of mess because you've yep. been wound up tight for so long. Yeah. Oh, I know. You know, mm -hmm. my, my health went to the dogs too that yep. first year. And plus so I didn't did mine. Yeah. Yours too. So did I, my, my blood prep, my blood work was out the route. Like it yeah. was all over the place. Yeah. And it does. I mean, I, I guess it had been maybe nine months or something and i i had not cared i didn't care how i didn't care i mean i yep you know i was going through the motions to survive every day yeah and um i got the feeling pretty bad and i texted one of my bill's nurses um and she said you got to go to the er and so it's like two o'clock in the morning and like everything else now i drove myself to the er uh -huh. and uh my blood sugar was like 500 um i didn't know i was type 2 diabetic and i found out that night uncontrolled type 2 diabetic wow and they gave me a prescription for medication that was over a thousand a month i had no oh. insurance i had no insurance at the time i wasn't working at the university yet and um but my bill's nurse who now works for a doctor she says you'll come to my doctor we're gonna get make sure you get the medicine you need yeah. then i was 
she taught me how to eat low carb keto, yep. if you will. Yep. And within about six weeks, I reversed everything. I got yeah. off of the medicine, got my blood pressure under control. Everything got better. Yeah. Now I do do a once a week injection. Now I've had COVID six times. Okay. Oh, you need, you need those oils on your feet. Probably girl. so. <laughs> COVID has changed something. It's gotten a lot harder for me to manage the um, blood sugar high. So I do do a once a week injection now. And I have insurance because I've been with the university. I'm I'm going on fixing to start my fifth year. But, um, but that first year I I got into some pretty bad shape there. It, It was scary, but by changing what I was eating and how I was taking care of myself, I was still doing oils at that time too. Um, Uh I was able to, turned that clock back and yeah. changed it. But I, the more I interview, the more I talk to people and the more I make those connections, I'm finding a lot of caregivers, man, they are struggling. They are. Uh, one of our fellow widows posted in our group on Facebook today. I won't say her name. She's been on the show, but you'll have to look. Um, she just had knee replacement. She's really struggling and apparently has no support system. Nobody's helping her. And okay. I, I feel really bad that, she's going through that by herself yep. and but yeah. she's so many states away that I can't help, but I'm like, why is someone helping her? That's now, a, is that in the cows group, Jen? It's going to be in one of the cows groups. And I, okay. I don't, it's cows, widows. In or, one. You're in one. There's two of them. Let's see. There's one that's cows, C-A-L-S widows. And the yes. other one is, let me find it. The other one is cows, angels, former oh. ALS caregivers. Oh, I'll have to. That, you know, I may, have start, I may have started that group myself years ago, but I don't, th- I, I've started, I've started groups years ago. I, I no, know that I, that's not the group I started. I started something else, but it's called Cal's Angels. Okay. Former ALS. I'll show, I'll show you here if I can make it look. Uh, I don't think I it's can not, see it. It's not showing. No. Nope. Yes. Yeah. Because can you the send fa- me an invite? I will. I'm doing it right now. So, and, and hey, we can add this to our uh, our show. Those that are listening, well, please know that yeah. the groups that we're in on Facebook are private. Nobody knows you're in there except other group members. You are yeah. free to talk about anything and everything about your caregiving or if you're in the widows group about your widows. And I really encourage people to get yes. into the ALS caregiver group. To, and then once your person passes away, get into these widows groups because it makes yep. all the difference in the world. I know, like I said, a couple of my very best friends are because of who I met on those groups. That's right. And I count every guest I have on here as a new friend. I just find I have so much in common with, with so many. Yep, we do. So, I think the groups are very important. Absolutely. Um, to be involved because they really helped me. It's everybody else, oh, yeah. you know. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, is there any parting words you want to say uh, to people who are going through ALS or have already gotten to the side we're on now? Is there any last words or last things you want to say to, to them? Uh, stay strong as much as, you know, you'll have your days that think I can never stay strong. This is crazy. I can't do it. You could do it. You, you just be strong and reach out to people, get involved with, with just the same people that are going through because they're there to help. 
reach exactly. out to people are so important. And then uh, just for me after is being involved with, with people, uh, just staying busy. It's just so important. Yes, I agree. It's just and like I said earlier, stay busy is the key. I, I believe staying busy is the key. That's, that's what helps me. And I'm always here to help others. Like I said, I'm geared I'm just that yellow personality where I'm a <laughs> helper. <laughs> um, so I want to help. You can always friend me on Facebook and talk if there's anything, you know, if, if somebody's going through a trach or something, I'm willing to help in that way. Um, can you tell anything. us the name of the group you talked about that's about yep. the trach? ALS Vent uh, Trach support vent slash support group okay cool so if someone's listening who has a family member or friend or whoever that is on a trach maybe that person's caregivers need to be in that group to get some added support and help correct um and then if there are healthcare providers social workers listening as i like i said there is uh, a university professor that uses some of this podcast to train right. his social workers, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. I, I wish more people would share this podcast so it could be spread even more, especially in the uh, healthcare pro- communities, because I think they need to know what families actually feel That's like correct. and what we actually are going through so they can help more. Now, Jan, when you have that thought, I want to take a picture, if you don't mind, of us, because I do want to share it. So oh, smile. yeah. Oh, I took a selfie way a while ago of the two of us. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and I look terrible. You didn't ask me to smile. <laughs> well, I blurred you out because that's a privacy oh. matter. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I wouldn't have done it without blurring you. Uh, oh, so I wish my background was proper. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but yeah, I can share, right? And, you know, encourage your family and friends to share because literally the more that we spread awareness about the disease and about what families go through, the more we're able to help other people. And that's my whole goal with this is helping people like yourself and myself heal, but also to spread the word to those who need to hear it. I don't know about you and I don't know if it's because we know about ALS or we are involved in ALS, but I've been hearing more and more people being affected. And younger. Yes. I'm seeing it used to be only men, what, at a certain age? And older men in the 50s. Now uh, you're hearing lots women, of women, lots young. of men, and they're younger. Yes. So much younger. Yes. I mean, what is going on? I think we live in a poison world. We do. Our there world is, is too many poison. There's too many toxins out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, gracious. Well, I'm going to uh, end this episode. And Beth, again, thank you so much for sharing your journey and how you're continuing now, uh, not quite a year out. And I think you're an inspiration and I admire you greatly uh, that you're you, able Beth. to do this such a, so early on. Thank you for doing this. You're welcome. Thank you. And I want to invite you all to come back in two weeks for another episode of life after 